Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. I'll tell you one thing. If I saw this in my church bulletin, I would be so excited. If I opened up my church bulletin and saw, be here on January 23rd because we are going to be observing Per Capita Sunday. Can you imagine the excitement? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is hysterical, but at the same time, it's really, really sad. Hey, welcome to Bobberty Live. It is the 5 o'clock hour, and here is my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. I am deeply concerned about the harm that the liberal left politically is doing to America and will do to America. I am deeply concerned about what this current administration is doing to America and will do to America. But let me tell you something. You may not agree with me, but I am convinced that the liberal Protestant church has done far more harm, far more damage to America than the liberal politicians ever have. And I think I reflect the teaching of Jesus and the emphasis of the New Testament. Now, before I get into this story about per capita Sunday, let me explain what I mean by that. If you look at the life and the ministry of Jesus, he hung around a lot of sinners. That was one of the things that the religious leaders of his day condemned him for. He was hanging around with gluttons and wine-bibbers, and his disciples didn't wash their hands, and his disciples ate corn in the fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples did this, and he was hanging around unsavory people, and tax collectors followed him, came out of trees, you know. The religious crowd was brutal to Jesus. They hated him the religious leaders of their day. The religion that had left Scripture and had adopted tradition. You hear Jesus talk often about their tradition, how that their tradition had taken the place of Scripture. By the way, be very careful of any religion or any tradition that any any denomination or group that puts an overemphasis on tradition or emphasizes tradition above or equal to scripture and again take a look at what jesus said all right now jesus hung around the sinners what was the political condition of Israel during the time of Jesus. It was under the iron rule of the corrupt, pagan, heathen Roman government. You talk about corrupt, evil, wicked, pagan, heathen. That was the Roman government. All right, now, 
in what sermon did Jesus condemn the wicked politicians of his day? I'll wait. I'll, uh, I'll wait. Give me the the time, the place, the the chapter and verse where Jesus attacks the politicians of his day. Again, I'll I'll wait. What was Jesus' attitude towards the religious leaders of his day? He was brutal with them. Have you read the Gospels recently? Have you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Have you read what Jesus said often about the Pharisees, the Sadducees, even the high priest? The Jewish leaders of his day who were steeped not in the Scriptures, but in tradition. He was absolutely brutal with them. And I double-dog dare you to disagree with me biblically. He called them names, snakes and vipers. Not only that, he said, he said, you are of your father, the devil. You're a bunch of liars. He did. Check out. Well, the um, mainline Protestant churches of America today left the teaching of Scripture a long, long, long time ago. A long time ago. They have gone from the gospel to a social gospel. And I honestly believe that the mainline Protestant left-leaning, left-controlled denominations in America have done far more harm to America than the politicians ever will. And that's why I'm kind of brutal with them as well. They are not helping the cause of Christ They're defeating the cause of Christ, all while being religious. And we can see what's been happening for the last 60 years. At least 60 years. All of the mainline liberal Protestant denominations have been declining every single year. Most of them have not shown one person of growth in 40, 50 years. Or 60 years. I'm talking about consecutive years of decline. 40, 50, 60. Now, you would think that as they decline and die, you would think they would get on their face before God and say, Oh, God, why are... Why are we dying? Oh, God, we need a fresh touch of your spirit. We need a revival. We repent before you, oh, God. We pray for the days. We Presbyterians are praying for the days of John Knox. Give us the spirit of John Knox once again in the Presbyterian church. Uh, No. Now. Again, I'm not talking about all Presbyterians. I'm talking about the mainline denomination like the PCUSA. 
Instead, they have per capita Sunday. What is per capita Sunday? I have a four-page article in front of me explaining it. I have read every single word twice. I still don't know what it is. We'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and I'll uh, I'll read you what they are saying about it. But it is such an illustration of the emptiness of Protestantism today, and it's sad. It's tragic. It really is. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, Bob, I think you're being very divisive. Uh, you're 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 uh, uh, attacking uh, other Christians and denominations, and I think we should be I think we should be speaking a message of unity, not disharmony. Really? Hey, listen. I believe we are to be united. But you know what unites us? Doctrine. Common doctrine. Hey, listen, I can be united with a Presbyterian. I'm a Baptist, but I can be united with a Presbyterian. This coming Sunday, I am speaking at a Lutheran church. I can be united with a brethren. I, you know, I am for unity. But our unity is based on a common theology and a common doctrine. Will I agree with all of the theology of a Bible-believing conservative Presbyterian? No, we, no, we'll have some differences about baptism and maybe church polity. But when we're talking about the fundamental doctrines of Scripture, we agree. And the same is true with a Bible-believing conservative Lutheran or Brethren or whatever the denomination might be. But when people abandon the faith, question the authority of Scripture, or even attack the authority of Scripture, redefine marriage, redefine gender and sexuality that God defined, not man, when a denomination embraces sin, no, there is no unity. We don't have unity. And again, I plead with you, read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and read how Jesus treated the religious—they were Jews. He was a Jew. He was attacking fellow Jews who were the head of his religion. And he was brutal with them because they were doing harm to the cause of Christ, to his cause. They had defiled the faith that had been handed down from generation to generation and the Word of God. So 
you can accuse me all you want of being divisive and not being for unity, and uh, that's fine. Uh, that's, That's fine. But don't expect me to unite together with people who are enemies of the gospel and who deny the authority of Scripture. I'll be kind to them, but don't ex- don't expect me to unite with them. All right, <laughs> let me let me get back to this story. The PCUSA has announced that January twenty third is per capita Sunday, and I read this and I thought, what what in the world is per capita Sunday? Well, let me read a little bit of the story to you. The Presbyterian Church USA has added an, added an observance called per capita Sunday to its calendar in the hopes of fostering a better understanding of its funding system among congregations. Now, you don't have to look long and hard at the mainline Protestant denominations to come to the realization they are far, far, far more concerned about the dollars than the people. How many dozens and dozens and dozens of times Probably hundreds, but at least dozens of times. A church in the PCUSA or the United Methodist or the ELCA has a revival. And they realize, wow, our denomination doesn't believe the Bible anymore. We're out of here. We're going to quit. We're going to leave the denomination. Well, that should be a simple thing. Hey, uh, denomination, uh, we just want to, to let you know we're we're removing ourselves. Oh, it's not that simple. In dozens, if not hundreds of cases, the denominational leaders have literally said, you can take the people, but we want the building. You can take the people, which, by the way, which is more important, the people or the building? Hello, it's the people. But the denominational leaders say, well, you can have the people, but we want the building because that's worth millions of dollars. Uh, we want the pews. We want the stained glass. We want the piano. We want the organ. We, 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 we want it all. Take the people, but we're keeping the building. Dozens of lawsuits across America have been fought over this. And in every case, the denomination has said, we want the money. And so the PCUSA is declining in people every single year for years and years and years and years. Every year. No exceptions. Not not one. Fewer people this year than last year. Fewer people than the year before and blah, 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 blah. Well, what's really troubling the denominational leaders is fewer people, less money. And so they have come up with Per capita Sunday to, again, I'm quoting, foster a better understanding of its funding system among congregations. Quote, per capita is the term that PCUSA uses to describe the system by which the internal functioning of the denomination is funded, such as its agencies and the Office of General Assembly. In other words, how the denominational leaders are paid. Yeah. Kate Dufford of the PCUSA Office of the General Assembly told the Christian Post 
that the observance was created to help members realize the theological significance of the funding system. Per capita is rooted in a set of theological values and principles that all are called to participate in the church, that congregations are called to join together in mission, that we believe in creating meeting spaces that include the voices of many in decision-making and blah, 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 blah. And then they go on trying to explain what per capita Sunday is. And it's all about people need to understand we've got to have their money. Every person, per capita, every person needs to give. Every person has obligated. There is not a word about the gospel, salvation, the power of God, the Spirit of God, nothing. It's, we got to teach people. If they don't give money, we don't get paid. You say, Bob, you're really, really being harsh. Uh, Yeah, I probably am. But I think rightfully so. I pray that the leaders of these denominations would have their eyes opened and that they would begin at their annual meeting, instead of devising slick PR campaigns, which is what happens every year, we got a new PR campaign and this is going to remedy our decline in membership and in finances. Ever work? No, never. Not once. Not once. It would be incredible if they would get together and just get on their faces before God and say, Oh, God, we've lost your blessing. Your hand is no longer on our denomination. What do we need to do? We repent before you. Renew us. Revive us. I'm looking for that. Praying for that. Seriously, I am. And I hope you will, too. 